0: Hello, and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello, welcome back, family, hey, hey. to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. How you Hello. doing, DJ Cornerstone and Doc?
1: I am blessed, brother Mike. Thank you. How are you?
0: Good, good. Good to be doing another episode. How about you, Doc?
1: Yes,
2: all is well. All is well. Yes, it's good to be back for this month. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, on today's podcast, we have a very, very special guest. None other than Juliet's own, Miss Ticey Bell. Give it up for Miss Ticey Bell. Yes. Ms. Ticey-Bill is actually a candidate for the mayor of Joliet, Illinois. Now, that's, that's, that's worth a call right there.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We're going to
0: get into a lot of those different things to discuss with being a candidate. But today's topic is about passion to purpose. Passion to purpose. Passion and Purpose. There passion the Purpose, yes. So I'm going to start by setting the table here, and then we're going to just do a brief interview to introduce you to Ticey, and then we'll move forward. All right? Setting okay, the table. Buddy. As y'all know on this show, we often set it with a, either a scripture or a quote or saying from a famous individual that lines up with what we want to talk about. And today's uh, quote comes from Jay. Shetty's, and it says this, your passion is for you and your purpose is for others. When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes your purpose.
1: Mm, That's good.
0: Yes. So Jay Shetty, just to give you a little bit of background on him, he's a (laughs) British-born, former monk, and award-winning digital strategist turned captivating host. Storyteller and viral content creator. Since launching his video channel in 2016, Jay Shetty's viral wisdom videos have garnered over 3 billion views and he has gained over 20 million followers globally. Jay was named in the Forbes 30 Under 30 class of 2017 for being a game changer and influencer. In the world of media, so that let us know he knows about passion, the purpose. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-huh. So yes. as we get on into this, Miss Ticey Bell, we want you to introduce yourself to our family.
3: Who Who are you? Well, first of all, thank you all for having me. Um, so nice to be in the studio. I had an opportunity to check out what you all do, and it is amazing. So um, yeah, I mean, like I so. for me. When you talk about passion to purpose, that's really who I am, right? I am an individual um, who grew up in Joliet, Illinois, and um, I grew up in the church. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of who I am and who I've become was really in me and leads to my faith and my belief in others and um, their ideal of who they are. So I've spent a lot of my time working in service. Mm -hmm. Um, non-for-profit. I work for Salvation Army and Girl Scouts and um, other organizations that serve the community as a whole. And the goal usually is social services or service to others. And I've worked in youth um, development quite for, I would say, a total of like 20 years, actually. Wow. Because I worked at Job Corps as well and Trinity Services, Cornerstone Services. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just... I talk about my work, not as a biography, but just because that's what's filled my life. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I am um, the oldest of four. My parents are Walter Bell and Regina Bell. Mm -hmm. And my family, uh, my dad came here from Mississippi. My mom and her family, um, after my grandmother and grandfather moved here to Joliet, um, all of the children except for... My uncle Lee, I believe, was born here in Joliet. So my mm-hmm. roots are here and um you know my siblings and I we were very close and I'm a family-oriented individual. So other than that, I mean that's who you get. When you see me, it's just a community person. Everybody says community, mm-hmm. but I think about my family too all the time.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. You know you you one thing I caught you said you grew up in the church. And for those of our family that know, <laughs> this is part of the fourth 54 East Cash Street Group. Prayer, prayer Tower. <laughs> prayer Tower, yes. <laughs> we all grew up down there. Mm-hmm. And okay. y'all remember a few uh, episodes back, we had Mr. Garland Mays on here, and uh, he's also part of that crew, so that is awesome Ooh. so this is another one of my sisters in the
3: faith amen amen and brother uh I call him Brother Stone but you know <laughs> 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 doc and I um uh DJ and I we 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 met and uh, I think it was the first I think we were becoming a uh, membership class. Mm-hmm. And New Covenant, yep. so yeah, we were in class together at New Covenant uh, Worship Center uh, mm-hmm. uh, on Glenwood with uh, Pastor Jonas and Venice Jones. So, I mean, seriously, like when you think about it, again, like a lot of us, we love God, but we also mm-hmm. serve in a different capacity outside of the church. So, I love seeing y'all here in this space too. Yeah,
0: most Thank you so much. And I tell you what, I'm, I'm, we're gonna take our time with today. That is, that's amazing. You know, some of those relationships that you have. Uh, connected to with members in church or in faith or different things like that. Some of those relationships are quote unquote longer lasting than some of the other relationships that you come in contact with, with individuals you just grew up in the neighborhood with, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's something like, it's something about being connected like that and how those things that over a period of time when you, if you haven't seen that person in a long time, it's like you can walk up and give them a hug just like they mm-hmm. was there all along. Yep. You know, so that, that's that's a beautiful thing. So thankful for that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. So let's move on down the road a little bit. Discovering your passion. And I mean, this is to anybody that want to just jump in there on that. What is the source of your passion? What drives you? You know, because being passionate about something, like you said, is usually for you. But what, what, what awakened that in you? Anybody that want to jump out there?
1: Well, I'm going to go ahead and jump off the diving board. Then uh, okay, go ahead, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say my love with Dad's really started with my family. Mm-hmm. When the family got together and, and celebrated anybody's birthday. Any anytime we, uh, anytime we got together for a birthday party, man, my family used to party. Mm-hmm. And it was like I was that little, you know, the little boy. They'd be like, "Hey, boy, go, go do that Michael Jackson <laughs> dance they <again> did last week." <laughs> yeah, let me give you about twenty-five cents. So there, go get some candy or something. Uh-huh. So that right there, it nur- nurtured my my love for it because of the just the the props I was getting from the family, mm-hmm. and then it extended to music because dance and music kind of goes hand in hand. Yes, and all that. But then come to find that when we used about the purpose part now, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm shooting for it. When I started uh, getting involved with groups, mm-hmm. that was uh, back in high school days. Mm-hmm. It was an outlet. I didn't realize what I was doing, but it was giving not just myself, but my peers an outlet who really didn't have none, you know, who couldn't afford sports. We started our own dance group. And fast mm-hmm. forward it in a little bit with dance, actually – was able to help. I'm not I, don't, I, I wouldn't say this back then, but looking back, I was ministering with it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's when I really started to see my my purpose with dance. It wasn't just about me having fun with it. And, and back then, you know, had my times, I used it to get girls. You know? <laughs> hey, <laughs> keep it real on it. We talk about yeah, it. Let's talk you know, about real stuff. I, I know God didn't want me to do that, you know, <laughs> but when I when I learned what God wanted me to do with it, I had more joy and more peace about it. Mm-hmm. doing it in a clean a clean light so that's me jumping in the pool off the diving board real quick i don't want to take all the time
0: oh we got plenty of time
1: yeah anybody else gotcha oh yeah yeah that's a good way to
2: look at it dj and and mike yeah passion i mean it's what drives you It what is what burdens you a lot of people um are discouraged about certain things and organizations and et cetera. And, you know, they'd be like, well, I'm leaving here because they don't have this or et cetera. They don't realize that that's their passion, mm-hmm. that you're there to birth that out. Things that bother you. And we want to get into that to help people understand their passion and purpose. Cause a lot of people don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It's the things that burden you. It's the things that frustrate you. It's the things where you at and you may see lack because you're seeing something feeling something that others aren't. That's how passions are birthed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, in organizations, on jobs, people leave churches because they don't have something that they're supposed to birth out. and don't mm-hmm. even realize it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Or, or anything. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we really want to help people discover their purpose and passion. And, you know, definitely, man, yeah. <laughs> well, yes.
0: Well, I'm me Uh, myself, is like like you said, coming out of frustration. Yeah. And I'm gonna go back to my childhood, too. And I grew up, like I said in previous episodes, I grew up on the outskirts of Lockport Township and Joliet Township, like right where they met. So it's like a rural area. So we kind of like raised our own animals, so that means you had to uh, feed cows and chickens and stuff like that. And I'm not ashamed of that because, I mean, that what fed us back then. But I do remember... On some of those days where I wanted to go out and hang out with my friends and ride bikes and whatever, that I couldn't do that because I had to go work
1: mm-hmm.
0: with my dad to help him with the different things in the field and stuff. Now, one particular day where I was really excited about going to hang out is one dad came to, Well, we got to go get this hay out the field. And I was less mm-hmm. like, Oh, of all days, you know? Mm-hmm. And while we out there in that hot sun and this hay is flying everywhere, hitting you in the face and sticking to you, I'm sitting on the back of this hay wagon saying to myself, the only way that I'm going to escape this kind of laborious work is I have to understand uh, merchandising. In my mind, merchandising, I was thinking, well, either sales or something like that. But it's really about I need to understand how business works. Uh And in order to not be – On the other end, where you work in so much labor-wise, I said, well, I need to be owners. I need Mm -hmm. to be business. And that kind of sparked that in me to just learn about business. Now, probably the biggest mistake I made was not going to college and just actually taking business classes. Mm -hmm. I came out of uh, Lockport, graduated in 87, and... I started working. Well, I was already working. I started working at Church's Chicken. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. remember Church's Chicken down there. Mm-hmm. The street. Yes, I good. started down there dipping them <laughs> chicken in the chicken. So, I mean, but I was down there as much as they would let me because I said, I'm going to work my way to financial success. And then after a while doing that, when I graduated, I said, okay, now I'm not going to work it there. I'm going to go get another job. So I started working another job at Brown's Chicken down the road. <laughs> I'm leaving one chicken place, going to the next chicken uh, place. And then I said, okay, that's still not enough. So then I started getting this job where I worked on the weekends only, like two 12-hour days, but they would pay you for $36. i am thinking, mm-hmm. okay, well, I blend all this in together. Oh, I'm on my way, you know? Mm-hmm. But what I come to realize, guess what? You can't reach financial success by putting hours for dollars. Mm-hmm. You have to do it by investing and finding ways to grow money in order to do that. And because you, you'll you be exhausted, which I was. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted all the time. But it all started with the passion of, like, I just didn't want to be bailing this. Hey, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to be thinking right. that's my future, you know. But mm. as time moved on, I ended up still working at that same place that I worked on the weekend. And I worked that up to a, per- a point, I want to say about 97, and I just dropped it and went into business for myself and that kind of started it and the learning process along the way. So like you said, we can look back on those different things that like you said that frustration is what propels you into yeah. what your passion is. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And
3: it's and it's interesting like that word propel mm-hmm. because like for me, it was just a lot um you know, growing up and being the oldest, I had a lot of opportunities with my parents. So mm-hmm. I was there first to do sports. And I was the first person to, you know, stay after school and do after school activities. So for me, like my passion started with every opportunity that my parents said yes to. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. So if we were dancing, if we were at the skating rink, if we were bowling, I got to do it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we know now so many young people. You know, it's about how much money, and like you said, what 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 comes first? What does dad want us to do? What does mom want us to do? So we are looking from a different angle now because mm-hmm. so much has changed. But back then, as a kid, it was just like if I ask, the worst thing they can say is no. Mm-hmm. But everybody was doing it, and it was a safe environment that we that we had a lot of times. Um, for me, my parents were more or less um encouraging, mm-hmm. right? So they were not. You can't do this because, I mean, they may have went back in the bedroom and had those conversations. If my grandmother, my grandmother, my my dad's mom had passed when I was like eight. So I think if she had been alive, it probably would have been a lot of like, no, you know, I'm at grandma's house. I'm at grandma's house. Mm -hmm. But I did definitely start to develop a passion to be with people, connecting people, um, being a person who uh, folks could call on in school, you know, like, hey, go get Ticey, go get mm-hmm. Ticey. So I was always that person that people knew if they hit me up, you know, I could do it. If my mom, you know, could drive us, they were we were going to these activities and events and doing things outside of Joliet even. Mm-hmm. So as I look back, um, passion also showed up for me when I would get in the room and I would be the most excited person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was knocked in one area for being loud and then I would get in the room and they would be like, you're kind of passionate.
1: And I'm like, why are they whispering
3: about it? And they're like, well, we just saying, you know, and that was the calm. You know, that was what I learned. As as he said, as Doc said, that frustration. Mm-hmm. So by the time I hit my 40s, I was very frustrated. You know, okay. it was like, I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. These These are no longer environments for me. Things were happening in the world. It just didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I started thinking about what is an LLC, what Mm -hmm. is a nonprofit, you know. And so I started that Live Women Leadership where I was like, we're going to sit in a room and we're going to talk about how women lead, how they are alive, how they are birthing Mm -hmm. um, children and visions. Mm -hmm. And then COVID hit. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't stop. I still wanted Live Women Leadership very much to thrive. But I didn't know how to do it, you know. Zoom and all those mm-hmm. things were not like just plugins. Now yeah. it's like it eight plugins. There. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't as uh-huh. easy. And leaving that environment of Girl Scouts, um, where everything is a training, you're a manager, you're in charge, you can document, and now you're working from home it was very easy for me to now visualize what was in me and start to really think about what my purpose was going to be like. What is the outcome of this? And if I do leave Girl Scouts, how am I going to have money and things like that? So I did. I really had to go from, as y'all just did, the childhood, Mm -hmm. the depending on my parents, Mm -hmm. to I'm doing this and been doing this for a very long time. Now we have this pandemic, and who am I? And it Mm -hmm. wasn't just, it wasn't a a one impact moment. It -hmm. was everything. It was all 12 journals. It was, you know, it was Mm -hmm. everything. It was all feelings, emotion, gut. Um, Mm -hmm. And anything that I didn't turn down was like manifested every day. Every single day. Every time a cousin or a friend would put me in a group chat. I would be like, oh, man, I need to watch this video. So then it just started kind of triggering, like, one behind each other. Like, you're doing the right thing. You all right. You can do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that, that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. So so then, like I said, that, that experience alone, the journey, that's what, like you said, woke you up in mm-hmm. different things. And I'm sure we got some listeners that's listening here probably taking notes, uh, wondering, like, some of those things that they would need to do to Start in that direction. And I'm just thinking like myself, what scenario in life that we can just throw out to a person? I know this is going to be a challenge. A scenario in life that a person can say, well, that was my call and I, I missed it, but when it comes around
1: next time, I'll, I will be ready. Yeah. Um, right. I think Sister Ticey touched on it, too. Like, she, mm-hmm. when she saw she had an excitement okay. for something, too, like... If they can think back to those moments so something that
0: excited them, yeah, and like yeah. you said they didn't they didn't act on it then but mm-hmm. but now, like I said, with like I said post pandemic and different things, like you said, they can sit down and maybe visualize it because I think it starts it starts with a vision mm-hmm. it starts with yeah. a vision yes. and that that vision uh-huh. once you start to form that thing that's that's where the that's kind of like that step. A doc, would right. you can really chime in on that? Oh yeah, that
2: that's good. Like, like say that vision. I mean, you know, it's just something that burdens you on the inside. And even when we first, when vision was first mentioned in the Bible, the scripture right before he said, "Write the vision, make it plain," there was a burden that they were dealing with.
0: Okay. And there was mm-hmm. a burden,
2: and the Lord gave him a vision for the burden that they was carrying. Mm-hmm. And he told them to write the vision, making plain that the people can see it and run with it, so they can see what's burdening you on the inside. That as the leader, you know, what I'm saying, and so it's amazing, you know, uh, because it's just a burden, and a lot of people mm-hmm. they abort that burden of frustration and run from here, there, and everywhere, not realizing that that's what they're supposed to birth out here in the earth realm. Mm-hmm. It gives your life purpose. You miss your purpose. You know, you are defined. By your purpose. And if you missing your purpose, you know what I'm saying? You're not even being the authentic real you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and uh definitely. So, I mean, we would encourage people to, I mean, you know, your life is connected to that burden, mm-hmm. to that purpose. That what excites you, that what drives you, it motivates you, it causes you to go. That's your get up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's your get up and go. So yeah, I would definitely, man, that is a definitely, <laughs> and we'll deal with some specifics as we go on, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, even with myself, but I mean, definitely, man, uh, you yeah. cannot ignore that burden. Oh, you, you got me
0: excited when you mentioned others. Because see, mm. you when you had a vision, you got to believe that what your passion is relevant to others. Yes, mm.
2: yes, yes. You gotta and believe, that's it, yeah.
0: You got to believe your passion is relevant mm, to good. others. So that's good. So, like I said, we talk about passion and purpose here. So once you discover that passion, you don't got the excitement, you don't been in the frustration, whatever you didn't got. Now you got to realize, guess what? It's relevant for somebody else. Because it, yeah. it,
2: it is, yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh yeah,
3: it's like uh, you got to be obedient. That's mm-hmm. where obedience comes in. Mm-hmm. No yes. one knows except for you what's in you. Like mm-hmm. I can, as someone once told me, oh, I went to your website and it says visionary director. What's that? there were a group of people that was like visionary director they understood visions direction and wow. so even when i listen to doc talk about that scripture i think about jeremiah 2911 got it right or I know yes. what the plans I, see, I have yeah. for you. Oh, go and ahead. so one yeah. of those things Reach. about that one <laughs> is if we are ultimately, right, mm-hmm. spiritual beings mm-hmm. and we are connected to one another, you know, again, I always talk about people who go on different paths, but mm-hmm. on this path, on this journey, only person who knows what's in you is you. You feel it. You are the one yeah. toss and turn. You're the one with the dream. You're the one upset that somebody changed your plans that day. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with life. It's mm-hmm. exactly what y'all explaining, right? Like, you mm-hmm. can't get upset about something unless it unnerves you. So why is it? Because it's connected to your purpose. So you feel it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm off course. Wait a minute. And it's, it's, it's all to me like direction. So if I had to tell someone, you know, that direct, it's going to come back mm-hmm. as long as you live in, as long as you still thinking about those things. Um, And then again, it's connected to the source. And if you're the source, so a man thinking that he is. So if you haven't given up, Mm. it's going to keep coming back to you all the time and that's what happens right. i think and and we can ignore it mm-hmm. or we can say uh. man look what they did mm-hmm. and we can never talk about it and mm-hmm. that's that envy and that's those other things that come up in those mm-hmm. feelings or we can stick with the good feelings like man i feel great i feel accomplished and you know mm-hmm. they start to that starts to develop as doc said we'll get to it later but that's when you start to affirm yourself in those beliefs mm-hmm. and you really get down to like how did i get here mm-hmm. and you feel good about where you're at and to me that's like that's that divine, you know. Oh, oh you, got, you got me excited. <laughs> here. I, I'm, I'm jumping in right here
0: because, see, look at the flip. Let's look at the flip side of that. Let's look at the flip side of that. It keeps coming back around and around mm-hmm. and around. Guess what? I, I know we use a lot of scripture today, but it is what it is. Jonah tried to evade what his purpose was, yeah, he tried wow. to evade it. <laughs> and I mean, so you can have that coming back around and around. But guess what? You mean like, hey, I I don't want it, you know? Mm-hmm. And right. I tell you what, we look Joni. He tried to evade it, but we know the, the outcome of that. But I just I just had to throw that yeah. in there because sometimes we 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 mentioned before how sometimes people fear of being successful in something.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's
0: unknown territory, so they fear going into that, and that still holds them back. You know? Right. So yes. yeah, that, I, I was just thinking about that So oh, when you that, say it around and right. around So in yeah. other words, it keep coming back to you Yes, and that's good <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's even good. another time I mean, if we look mm-hmm. We're st- we probably going to stay on Scriptures today But uh, the Apostle Paul, when he was talking to the Corinthian church And he was talking about all the gifts they had mm-hmm. One particular p- part he mentioned In there, guess what, we all fail because you're not walking in your gift. Wow, yeah.
3: That we're, that. we're
0: all falling short. So like you, when we mentioned right. relative, relevant to other people, if you evade and not walking in that,
1: others are suffering I, because I, I, of that. I'm going to have to jump in. When you, as mm-hmm. soon as you're done, I got to jump in. Go ahead. Because now I'm going to check. I got to use Sister Tyson as an example. Mm-hmm. Because I, I can attest to her to her helping people with their vision. Mm-hmm. So y'all remember when when we did the, the Wheel Work for Food fundraiser yes. last year? Mm-hmm. So I can't remember who I talked to, but somebody was like, man, call Sister Ticey, <laughs> like during the process. So I, I hit her up mm-hmm. and she was able to give me guidance. She became like my mentor for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the rest of the process. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, you That's know, good. you shouldn't, you sh- don't want to pay first, find sponsors first. Mm-hmm to get the bill. I'm like, yeah, I'll spend, I spend this money on this bill and I'm spending money on this advertising. Like, No, no, oh. you know, reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell and, him you got to uh, do it, step it out. And and on the real. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I did what she said, like for this one coming up and I got more peace of mind. Because mm-hmm. this time, I, I'm going to throw this out there since, since it's out there. Mm-hmm. So this time, I'm not paying for the building. Mm-hmm. And we got the building July ninth already. Wow. Great. And things are going quicker. And we got more peace of mind already. So mm. she's walking in it now. If she, has she not been walking mm-hmm. in her purpose of helping to guide people with their visions? Mm-hmm. I'd be stressed out again. There you I'd go. I'd be doing things wrong. Gotcha. There you so go. So he just said it. So I had to jump in right there. Sister. No, I appreciate mm. it. Yeah. I,
3: listen, yes. a peace of mind. I... Um, <laughs> You said we're going to stay on Scripture today. I think it was Isaiah 26 yesterday. I think I shared it with some people. I think Isaiah 26. But um, I was looking up what is peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Because that just came over me yesterday. And you want to have a peace of mind when you do this work. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you pulling something out of you. And you don't want to keep feeling like you felt for the last 10 years, five years, six months, whatever it takes to do your project or to, you know. And, again, I'm not just talking about entrepreneurs. This could be people at work getting ready to move into a new role. Mm -hmm. Or this could be people, you know, like myself, pulling from another place to be in another um, capacity um, at another level of experience that they've never been charged with. And so um, it's important to me when individuals want to, do something for the community. Um, I, I truly believe in a system where don't build around me, build me up. Okay. I can do the same programs that you're doing. Cause I have a passion for dance. If that was what my gift was. Mm-hmm. But if you truly are out there saying, Hey, here's the logo. Here's this, here's that. And you have the whole foundation. Then it's like, let me come in let me see what you're looking at. And, how you want to do this and you know, where are the gaps and what can we do to make you feel better? Because when the people come, they're going to have that experience based on who's in the house. Mm -hmm. And if you in there and you whole and you feel good, there's nothing that's going to bother you. You know, and I learned that very, very early on, like, no one knows that the program is going wrong until you say, "The program is going wrong." Everybody, I'll be right back. Right? Yeah, because yeah,
0: you you translate what yeah. was the the spirit of the event. Believe it or not, the leadership trans translate that over. You know, uh, yeah. So, like you said, if you showing that you stressed out, well, guess what? Everybody showing up is gonna feel that. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Well, congratulations on the annual, the second. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Thank, thank yes. Appreciate yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that.
2: There you go. Keep building, my man. Keep
0: building. Almost keep building.
2: Yes. Oh yes. All right. Mm. We we
0: already touched on the next question, uh, and that was what DJ was just mentioning about turning his passion into a non for profit. So. Ticey, like I said, this is your expertise. Just give us a few steps on what we can do if a person has a passion for something. Something, some, some beginner points to get them on the right path to start turning it into a non for profit.
3: Um, I would say honestly, like get your vision and your mission down. Um, it's just easier on those around you that want to support you, and it's really easier on yourself. Because, again, as we've talked about for the last few minutes, you, you can have ideas mm-hmm. and then you are going to need help. And so it's always better what you have on paper typed up to come back and take some things off and add more. You know, it's like they say when you're cooking, you can always add, but you can't really subtract you know too much salt all that mm-hmm. and so Uh-oh. to me <laughs> so to me when you when you when you in the kitchen cooking you know with your ideas I don't want to reach out to the three of y'all and y'all like oh I didn't really like that Or vice versa, you got to come over to a corner and say, well, you know, that was the wrong decision to make. You, I want people to be confident in the decision that they're making. And if it truly is something, everything is not faith-based. I see we all love God, but every organization is not started on faith. And some organizations are started on money. Some people really have a different reason. So I think if that person gets their own mission and vision very clear before they fill out any paperwork, they can be confident. That way someone comes to them and they like, well, I did my logo and that cost me $500 and this cost me $700. And now I'm at two. Sometimes money sometimes is also the drive behind things. So I would say the first thing to me is to build your vision and your mission and then start to move to your connections and your resources. Resources are sometimes the money. And the connections are the people, so vice versa, Mm -hmm. connections, resources. But to me, those are the first main two steps, that vision and mission, why you're doing it. What's your why?
0: Yes. Uh,
3: Talk about it. Yeah. And make sure that that's clearly defined because you will waste a lot of time. I do it now, telling people what I want to do. And then the minute that they say something that I don't believe in, now I go tell 10 more people, that's counterproductive to the actions that we have on paper. I see. So stick to the vision and mission, ingrain it in yourself and in your heart. You believe in it, you're gonna be just fine.
0: Mm. That, that why is important. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned right. that because, like you yeah. said, so we
3: can be excited
0: about some things, but we don't know why we're doing it. And I it, guess I could have started with that, right? <laughs> 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 that's all right because, see, like you said, that anytime you set out to do something, you got to know why. You got to know that. And right. Because, like you said, that's what you based in, that vision, that mission. Wh- who is it going to help? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Well, why do you want to help them? So, yeah, that, that is very important. We thank you for bringing that out. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, mm. so uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to be right back. We're going to start talking now. We're going to kind of try to move over from – just talking about the passion behind things and talk about more about the purpose. Mm. All right. Yeah. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Mm, mm, mm.
1: Baby, you say you're so right for me.
0: There you go. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the Mike, DJ and Doc podcast. Where we have our very special guest, Miss Ticey Bell, who's been unloading us with awesome information about passion and purpose. But we're going to continue to talk about this. Now. When did you realize your passion would become your purpose? And I know we touched a little bit on that, but when, when did it become concrete that you say, okay, this frustration or whatever is concrete of what I need to do? When, when do you realize that?
1: Uh, did you want me to hmm. go? Either um, or. I would say for my, the dance aspect of me is actually when I quit is when I realized Um, this is is my purpose, and I say that because I felt that frustration. I felt like a piece of me was missing when Mm. I wasn't dancing. Mm -hmm. Now, this is around the time where I got in church, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I probably couldn't dance, not necessarily because the dance was bad, but no one really wanted to see it, and at that time, the music wasn't Mm -hmm. for the church, a Mm -hmm. lot of it, and just feeling torn, you know, Mm -hmm. loving God, wanting to please God, but then this thing that I felt like I was supposed to do that I enjoyed, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing. Um, Rick Warren's book helped me, Purpose Driven Life helped me see that you can do it. And that's when I actually talked to my pastor about it and asked, can I just dance to church one time?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And got with somebody and sampled Jay Moss's We Must Praise, Mm -hmm. made a footwork track and danced to church. And not expecting it to happen, but it took off Wow! as far as from there it went to, I can't even count how many t- churches went to from that one time dancing in church. So mm-hmm. when in, and this is for everybody listening, if you stop anything and you find yourself in conversation saying, man, I wish I wouldn't have stopped or I wish I would have mm-hmm. pay attention to pay attention to that, pay attention to how you're feeling and think about how you felt when you did do those things and just get back at it.
0: Mm, absolutely. Wow, that, that's when it became a reality right there. Mm. Yes. I, anybody else? Well, that's good. Myself, I kind of realized that I was wanting to be in business. When it, it became concrete when I actually quit my job and started with just wanting to be in business myself. And that's basically when I, like I said, walked away from a job I had 10 years on. And it wasn't a hard job. Mm. It was... It was okay at the time, but it's when I realized that, guess what? I started this business on the side, and I was working there when I wasn't at my other job, and it got to a point that the business was starting to grow, and then I had I was at a crossroad. Had to make a choice. Am I going to stay with the secure job, knowing, okay, if I work 40 hours, I get a paycheck? Or am I going to step out here and on faith? and trust that, look, this is my passion turning into purpose, it's happening right now, and move forward, and that, and I, I quit the job. Mm. And I'm going to huh. tell you like this, and it huh. wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, because I was newly married at that time. So not only was I trying to step out there to run this business based on me, I had a wife and a son at home yeah. to worry about. And I'm out here taking a chance on just a mere... Dream and passion to run this business. But I want to say like this, I stayed in it for almost two years. And mm. it provided. Yeah. I just regret gotcha. that I didn't have enough knowledge about how to diversify in business. Else, I probably still would have been doing it today. Mm. And like I said, my people fell for what? Lack of knowledge, you know? Mm. And I I had the motive mm. and all that stuff. But I just didn't know how to diversify it and how to take it to another level or add another component to it so that it kept growing when car wash part of it. Because what it was, it was a hand car wash. And what when that business slowed down, I needed something else to supply income, which I didn't have. And so then I kind of walked away from it right. and went back for it to another job. Mm. So, gotcha. And the job I went back to, I, I'm not going to talk about it because it was a warehouse job. And I tell you what, nothing against warehouse workers. But back then versus what there is now, it was more boards. And I felt like I was back on that hay wagon. Oh, <laughs> i tell you shit, like that. Bro, I felt like I was wow. back on that hay wagon. Oh, and then I had a boss who made a quarter more than I, I did telling me you ain't doing enough. So you know how frustrated I was with right. that. But anyway, that's a whole nother stuff. I'm going to put that in the notes for another story. <laughs> you know how frustrated I was with that. But anyway, that's when it became a re- reality for me is when I actually quit my job and moved on. Hmm. Anybody else? Um,
2: got
3: you. Doc, you got something out for our chat? Oh, no.
2: Go go ahead. Go, go ahead, sweetheart.
3: So, you know, for me, I was always doing this work. Uh, in the community, and um, it just it seems so narrow. Like to say mm. again, like community, because we have to define that. Like I said to me, it, it could be family today, mm. and tomorrow it may be an actual project that I'm working on with someone. Mm. And so, um, I had this ideal when I was working at the Salvation Army, to um, really break the students and youth into groups. The government was doing it. Everybody else in the community was doing it. They were acting as though these individuals belonged in different groups and needed to be dissected. And I was like, oh, you know, we can put them all together and we can do this and we can do that and we can do for all. And so within the organization I was working, I was like, okay, we're going to call it Teens in Community. Mm -hmm. Teens in the community. Mm -hmm. And so I started to find all of these people that wanted to work with the teens But the parents thought, oh, I got to fill out another form. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I started to think about teens in the community, maybe six or seven years later, I was not at the Salvation Army. And um, I changed it to motivating youth. Mm -hmm. So that was like my life, my family, my community, and my future. So I Mm -hmm. put a bunch of stuff on the table, called it that, right? Mm -hmm. Finally, today you have Community Cultivation Project. Okay. And so the premise is the same. It's still cultivating the community. It's still about youth. It's still about um, seeing the community coming together collectively. Um, but the overall goal is that we use our souls. We we look at this as a grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. No one is higher. No one is making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I do a lot of initiatives and incentives. Um, I help folks. I just spoke at... Um, Uh, Women and uh, children and family, and women, infant children and families. So, I just spoke at WIC to their staff to encourage their staff to um, look at the community that they serve before they come to work, look within themselves. So, I taught Mm -hmm. a lesson on vision and um, the value that you bring to your organization. It's no different than when I worked with you, DJ. So, I look at those opportunities um, as not just experiences, like you said, to say I quit my job, Mm -hmm. but when I did quit my job, I came up with the LLC. It was the same type of journey. I just looked at what I had been doing, Mm -hmm. what was already in me, what ideals that I have that were really true. Mm -hmm. And those questions that came up were, how does this make you feel? And what can you do about it? Mm -hmm. And so that's the difference with me. You know, I organize my thoughts based on questions and Mm -hmm. based on, What really is at the core of my value system Mm -hmm. and what are people really going to see? If it's just still just calling Ticey to see if she's going to do it, then like you said, that's ours. So Mm -hmm. now I need a table and a math problem. How much money am I and how much money is you and how much money do we need to make to break even? And that's why sometimes I don't mind doing it because it's now a gift, and it's a gift to those people. So like you said, to me, um, and I probably fell off the subject a little bit, but to me it's really about that core value and what you can add to others. And when you start adding back to people, you kind of feel a little satisfied. And I'm sure that's not like, you know, a mega, you know, mega millions, like that's going to get you them dollars and all of that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, some of us are really, at our core, we're really genuine people and we really Mm -hmm. just want to give back. And after a while, you know, you still want to have a group of people, like I said, that you can bring together without saying, nope, Mm -hmm. they belong over here. We can't share them. You know, you get them on Wednesdays. I get them on Thursdays. They're the same folks that walk in and out the same doors every week, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just about captivating that audience and um, truly serving for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Amen. Amen. If you have any questions for
0: Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question, am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.